Welcome to today's audio podcast, a sermon teaching from Grace Bible Church of Akron. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of GBC and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at gbcakron.org. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at That's I-N-F-O at gbcakron.org. Also, if you would like to support Grace Bible Church, you may do so by visiting gbcakron.org forward slash giving. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. Morning. Thank you for being here today. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do something for me on a piece of paper. Just jot down the answer to these two questions. We're going to come back to it in just a few moments. But I have brought up here on stage with me this mason jar filled with a variety of candy. It's just a variety of different candy, candy bars, different things. I want you to guess how many pieces of candy are in this mason jar. And just write that down. We're going to come back to it in just a minute. If you think you can remember your number, you don't have to write it down. If you want to make a note in your smartphone, that's okay. However you want to keep up with that number, hang on to that number. The second thing that I want to ask you to do, I want you on that same piece of paper or however you're keeping up with this, I want you to write down three of your favorite songs, okay? Now, you can't go wrong, all right? Listen, my favorite song is Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner, okay? If that helps you, get, frees you, you can, any song, okay? Just write down your three favorite songs and hang on to that. Uh, we're going to come back uh, to that number and those three songs in just a few moments. We have been looking at Joshua, and today uh, we're going to move uh, to the end of Joshua's life. Joshua in essence, what we would call is getting ready to retire. And before he retires, he wants to challenge the people one more time. And he reminds them of something that I believe is really uh, a a human superpower, okay, if if we want to qualify it as that. And that is, he reminds them of their ability to choose, Now, our choices, the choices that we make in life, are the most powerful things that we do. Literally, they set the course of our life, the choices that we make. Not only do we choose the career we're going to be in, but we choose the person we're going to be married to. We choose, um, you know, uh, things like uh, our career path. We choose the schools we're going to go to, we choose how we're going to spend our money, how we're not going to spend it, how we spend our time, who we're going to spend our time with. All of these choices are really the most powerful thing that God has given us. See, because we also get to choose our eternity. I mean, can you think of a more powerful choice, a more powerful ability that God would give human beings, the ability to choose. We get to choose. Nobody makes us follow God. No one makes us believe in Him. No one makes us reject Him. We we get to choose. 
In Joshua 24, Joshua is getting ready to, like I said a moment ago, retire. And the Bible tells us he, he did something unique to pull the people together and to remind them of their ability to choose. It starts off, it says, Then Joshua summoned all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, including their elders, leaders, judges, and officers. So they came and presented themselves to God. We've talked about Shechem before. Several weeks ago, Joshua took the people to this area called Shechem. And if you remember, they built an altar there using uncut stones, large, white, uncut stones. They built an altar to the Lord there. And Joshua wrote on those stones the Ten Commandments. And he wrote the blessings that one could expect in following the Ten Commandments. And he wrote the curses that one could expect if they chose not to follow the Ten Commandments. And he's brought them back to this same valley. And in my mind's eye, I imagine them standing there in front of that massive altar that they had built several years earlier. And he pulls them together and he starts reminding them of their history their nation's history, the, the Israelite people, God's people, their history. And notice what he says. Joshua said to the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I took your ancestor Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates River. I gave him his son Isaac. To Isaac, I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau, I gave the mountains of Seir. I sent Moses and Aaron. I brought terrible plagues on Egypt. I brought you out as a free people. The Egyptians chased after you with chariots. I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. I brought the sea crashing down, drowning them. With your very own eyes, you saw what I did. Finally, I brought you into the land of the Amorites. I destroyed them before you. I gave you victory over them. Then Balak started a war against Israel, so I rescued you from Balak. And when you crossed the Jordan River and came to Jericho, I gave you victory over them. I sent terror ahead of you to drive out the two kings of the Amorites. I gave you land you had not worked on. I gave you towns you did not build. I gave you vineyards and olive groves for food, though you did not plant them. Now, I abbreviated this historical account that Joshua gave to the people, but basically in these 13 verses, Joshua reminds the people that God did something for them 19 times. 19 times God said, I did this for you. And it all started with Abraham. It started with God approaching Abraham. Now, we haven't talked about Abraham in a while, but Abraham was, the Bible tells us, was living in the land of Ur, and he was worshiping pagan gods. And God showed up to Abraham and revealed himself to Abraham. And the moment that happened, so, so if you can think, you need to think uh, big here. Think a little abstract with me this morning. Abraham is in darkness. He is in spiritual darkness. And God shows up and reveals himself to Abraham. And now Abraham has a choice. He's got to choose what he's going to do. Is he going 
to choose to remain in spiritual darkness or is he going to choose to now walk by faith and follow the living God? And then after that, Abraham made his choice. It set some things in motion for God and his people, and God did these things for the Israelites. You and I are in spiritual darkness until God chooses to reveal himself to us. I know many times it's not communicated that way. It's not thought of that way. But let me see if I can say it like this. None of us would know God is here unless he had not told us so. It is depend- we, don't, we don't discover God. God reveals himself to us, and then we must choose what we're going to do with that. We're either going to, by faith, follow him and live for him through Jesus Christ, or we're going to Reject that and say, I choose another path of some kind for some whatever reason. That's how it was for Abraham. That's how it is for me and you. None of us in this room, any person sitting here who says that they are a follower of Jesus Christ and that they believe in Jesus Christ, you did not come to that conclusion without God giving you the choice to get there. That's why choosing is so important and so powerful. Because God does not make us follow him. He does not make us believe in him. He reveals himself to us, and then he backs off and he says, it is your choice. It is your choice what you want to do. Joshua is reminding the Israelites, this is what God has done with them. As we think about this superpower to choose, there's some things that we need to consider. First, remember, it is the Almighty God that is providing the opportunity. It is so important for you and I to understand that the only way we can find God is if God reveals himself to us. He does that through multiple things. But God, if he doesn't choose to reveal himself to us, there's no way we would know he even existed. The scriptures tell us that God has promised every human being an opportunity to choose him. It doesn't matter where they're born, where they grew up, what family they were born into, or what society they are a part of. God has made a promise to all of humanity that in our life, every person's life, they are given a chance to follow the living God. He reveals himself to them. If he didn't do that, we wouldn't even have the choice. Okay? So it's important for you and I to remember that. The second thing that you and I need to consider is that we must think about what God has already done. Joshua is reminding the people that, okay, if it were not for God, you wouldn't be considered God's people. But secondly, let's remember what God has done for us. And in these verses, Joshua reminds the people of their history with God, all the things that God has done for them, some of the things they have seen with their own eyes. These people marched around Jericho and saw the walls miraculously fall. These people 
fought in a battle where God confused the enemy, made the day longer. These people saw a hailstorm that fell from the sky and only took out the enemies and none of them. They have seen the power of God. They have been in the presence of God. And he is reminding them of this, that God did this for them. You see, you and I, when we are deciding if we're going to live for God follow God, follow, you know, live for Christ and, 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 and try to be who, the, who, who Christ calls us to be. That's a choice we make every day. That's not a choice that we just make one day and it covers all of our life. No, every day through every circumstance, we must choose. Am I going to do what God and Christ is calling me to do or am I going to choose something else? Sometimes when we're making that choice, it helps us to remember the things that God has done for us, things that we had no control over because we live in a very um, self-gratifying society and world. A lot of times we think we do things for ourselves and we take credit for stuff that we didn't have anything to do with. For instance, you didn't get to choose to be born in the United States. You didn't get to choose to be born at this time of of, of, of season, this era that we live in. You didn't get to choose to be male or female. That choice was made for you. I know in our current society, there are people saying that we get to choose. You don't get to choose that. You're born with that. You don't get to choose the family you were born into. There's all kinds of things that, that we could look at and say, God did this. God did this. He did this for, for me. He did this for you. And when we realize the good things that God has done through, uh, for us through our life, sometimes it makes it easier to continue to choose him as we move forward. And Joshua is reminding the people of all that God has done for them. And then notice what he moves on to say. He says, so fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. Now here's what I find interesting. These people have seen God's power. Okay? They're, they're not sitting around reading, just reading about the stories that happened generations ahead of them. They have lived through some miraculous things that God has done. They have clearly seen God's power. Yet, he tells them, you need to put away your idols. Even though they had been in the power and the presence of God, they still had idols they were clinging to. They still had stuff that they were relying on other than the living God who had already proven his power and presence to them. And Joshua, at his retirement speech, is standing up and saying, it is now time, it is now time for you all to put away these idols and serve God alone. It's kind of amazing how sometimes 
things in our life cling to us, even when we know that that's not exactly right or we've seen evidence or experienced things to let us know that that's not real. Can you, can you imagine what, what these people were doing? They had seen the living God, but yet they still had these idols in their tents that they couldn't let go of. Doesn't that kind of explain the Christian life sometimes? Those of us who have tasted the goodness and the mercy of God, we know it exists. We, we know Christ is with us. We know that Christ will sustain us. Yet we can't seem to shake these other things that we want to rely on. But look at what Joshua says. He says, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates River, or, would, or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. So the key word here is serve. That, that word serve, it, it means to respect God. It means to obey God. It means to live to please Christ because you want to, not because you have to. It's a choice. You see, we choose to serve the Lord. No one makes us do that. And so we choose to respect him. We choose to obey him. We choose to live for him. And it was my choice. It wasn't something that was coerced upon me. It wasn't some, some type of, of spiritual power that made me do that. No, it was our choice. And we have that choice every day for every situation, every circumstance that we find ourselves in. Joshua said as he stood there in front of those people, he said, me and my family, we will serve the Lord. It's kind of interesting, the tense of that phrase, what Joshua is really saying is, he is saying, I chose to serve the Lord. I am currently serving the Lord and I choose to serve him as I move forward. Joshua is reminding the people that this choice of serving the Lord, it's not, it's not just a one-time thing. It is something that we must choose to do over and over and over again. All we have is today. I mean, I can only choose for today, but I can set the course of my life and say I, I intend to choose to serve Christ tomorrow. choice. It's powerful. You see, biblical faith is dependent upon two things, okay? We talk a lot about faith, but, but many times we don't really talk about what it is. Faith requires two things. First, it does require a choice. We must choose what we're going to put our faith in. But then once we put our faith into something, the, the very next thing that happens is that we must choose to serve it. And in fact, I would dare say that whatever we choose to put our faith in, by default, we will serve. But let me, let me give you an example. I, let's take this stool for just a moment. I can stand over here and say, I believe with all of my heart that that stool will hold me if I sit on it. 
I believe it. I, I, in all of my heart, I believe that to be true. But believing it is not faith. Faith is when I take what I say I believe and I choose to sit on the stool. Now my faith is in action. It's not just what I believe, it's what I'm actually doing. And guess what? As I sit on the stool, really, I'm surrendered to it. If it falls, I fall. I am completely surrendered to the stool. I am at its service. Does this make sense? This is biblical faith. This is what it means to choose today whom you will serve. It's not a matter of what we believe. It's a matter of what we choose. And when we choose it, we flesh it out by surrendering to it. Placing ourselves within its power within its capacity to direct our life. That is biblical faith. Anything less than that is not biblical faith. That's how it works. And this is what Joshua is reminding the people, that they must choose to do this. They must choose to serve the Lord. And if they're not going to choose to serve the Lord, then they're choosing to serve something else. Following the Lord, it doesn't come naturally, and it doesn't come by instinct. It is a choice that we make daily in our lives. That's why it takes such bravery to live for the Lord. It takes a lot of courage, because you don't just make the choice once in one circumstance, and that covers your life. No, every day, in each circumstance, we choose. Will I serve the Lord in this moment, in this circumstance? Or will I cling to something else? Whichever one we cling to, we surrender to. And we serve that. This leads us to the ultimate choice. Who will you serve? Who will you serve? Will it be the living God through Jesus Christ or you fill in the blank? And there are so many things we could put there. There's a lot of choices. Joshua gave the Israelites, three choices. He said, you can serve the gods on the other side of the Euphrates River. You can serve the gods of the land that we're currently in, or you can serve the living God. He gave them three choices. We have more choices. We have more choices. But you could put anything in that blank. Does anybody in here by chance know what the fastest growing religion in the world is? It's Muslim. Every day this planet spends, there are more people on this planet who choose to believe and follow Muhammad than they do Jesus Christ. Every day. 
why don't you? You chose differently. They chose differently. In the United States, you know what the fastest growing religion in the United States is? It's the Mormon church. Every day in the United States, there are more people in the United States who choose to follow the teachings of the Mormon church over choosing to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. But it's even bigger. It's not always just choosing a religion. I mean, you know, that, that, that's not the only thing we can choose to serve. A lot of people get mixed up with other things, things more close to home to us would be things like a lot of people a lot of people choose to serve comfort. Comfort is is their choice and and they try to combine it. They try to do what Joshua is talking about here when he looked at the people and he says time to put away your idols. Listen, they believed in God. They knew God existed. They had seen the walls at Jericho fall. They had seen all the miracles that God had done but they just held on to their idols too. They, so they were mixing it. They wanted to do both. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve God when I think I want this to happen, and I'm going to serve this other that I'm going to do when I want this to happen. And so it was a mixture. And you know what? That's what happens to a lot of us. We mix what we say we serve. And, I, and every one of us in here would say, well, I, you know, for the most part, and those watching online, we would say, you know, I, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus, and that's who I try to live for until it's not comfortable. And then when it's not comfortable, well, I choose comfort, and I serve it. There's other things that, I, that, that, I mean, sometimes it's political ideals. I mean, I'm astounded at this last political cycle that, the, that we went through. I was, I'm just astounded at the way the church responded to what was going on. It became very clear for a lot of people who say they're following Jesus Christ that they only follow him to a certain point, then they follow political leaders. And they put their trust in that over Jesus Christ. And they're willing to serve that over Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's not our comfort or our political ideas. Sometimes it's just ourself, you know? It's all about me, you know? There used to be a country song that was out. A guy would sing a song. He's all about me. It's all about I. It's all about me and mine and what I want. That's how a lot of us live. And we will follow Jesus until it conflicts with something I want because it's about me. It's not about what Jesus is trying to accomplish. We would never say that we don't believe in God. We would never say that we don't believe in Jesus. We just say that's not who we really serve when it boils down to being in conflict with what I want. Sometimes it's family expectations. I see this happen to people frequently. Their God is their family and the expectations that their family places upon them. The careers they choose, where they go to school, what town they live in, how they raise their kids. They're not doing what God is asking them to do. They're doing what their family expects them to do. They would never say they don't believe in God. They would never say they don't believe in Jesus. They just don't follow him when it comes to that. And I could go on with other things. 
But here's what happens, and this is what I need you to know. It's just like sitting in this stool. If this is what you say you believe in, and you choose to sit in that stool, you are at the mercy of wherever you sit. But we like to think it's not like that. And that's what Joshua was reminding the people. That's why he was telling them, get rid of your idols. Because when you, when you latch onto those idols, you, you are at the mercy of the idol. You're no longer in control. And when it comes to following Jesus Christ, it's the same way. When you, when you serve him and you latch onto him, the idea is we're no longer in control. We're surrendered. And we are incurably religious. We will latch on to something. God has created a God hole in us that must be filled with something. That's why it's so important that we choose the right thing. Because whatever we choose, we are at its mercy. Which leads us to the second point, and that is each person must make their own choice regardless of their circumstances. It was not enough that Abraham chose right. Moses made the right choice too. So did Joshua. There was a lot of people that preceded the Israelites. They all made the right choice. But no one rides on the coattails of someone else's choice. We must each make our own choice as to who we're going to serve. I would love to be able to choose for my boys. I can't choose for them. They must make their own choice. I can't choose for my spouse. You can't choose for yours. We can't choose for our grandkids. We, the each person must reach that place where they choose who they're going to serve. Now, when we got started here, I, I asked you to, to do some things. I asked you to, first of all, I, I, I asked you to think about this jar and how many pieces of candy in this jar. And I asked you to write down your three favorite songs. I want you to pull that back out. And while you're getting that out, I'm going to ask Jen to come up. I asked Jen, uh, one of Coventry Elementary School's finest, to come. Because we all know school teachers have the best handwriting in the world. No pressure, okay? Uh, I got you a marker right here. All right, and so um, here's what I want to do first, okay? Uh, let's talk about how many pieces of candy are in this jar. I don't want you to, to yell out. I'm going to call on you. I want you to tell me what your number was that you guessed. So, Chuck, what did you guess? 21. Kelly, what did you, huh? 16, very good. Uh, let's see, um, Tom, 31. What about you, Richard? 15? Let's do one more. Let's, uh, Violet. 36. Very good. Now then, I didn't realize, I didn't think about it until I did this, that uh, Tom was in the first service. <laughs> but what Tom doesn't know is I pulled a fast one on him. I changed what was in there. In the first service, it was 31. But I changed it up, Tom, because there's always somebody in the room that thinks they know a little bit more. No, that's good. That's good. Okay. 
that's good. Thanks for sharing those. Now then, let's go to, let's go to your songs, okay? Pull out your, your song list. I want to ask you, tell me what some of your favorite songs are. So let's start, uh, Elizabeth. What's one of your favorite songs? Come in the garden this morning. Very good. Scott. Ah, close to my heart. Home sweet home, Alabama. Brian. Jukebox Hero. A good journey song. I love it, man. That's on my playlist. I, I can't deny it. That's a good song. Good stuff. Jeff, tell us one of your favorite songs. I Can Only Imagine. Good one. Good song. All right, we'll go one more. Steven, what's one of your songs? Ten Toes. It's a rap song. I should have known. All right. Thank you. You're done. Thank you so much for writing all that down for me. Okay, so here we go. Wait, yeah, give her a hand. Yeah, she did great. So, so here's what I want us to think about for just a moment, okay? I asked you to make a choice about how much candy was in this jar. And we saw all these choices. Now, here's the thing. That's either right or wrong. Because there's 30 pieces of candy in this jar. Nope. I didn't do it. There's 30 pieces of candy in that jar. So these, these are either right or wrong, right? There's no, there's no fudge on that whatsoever. But let's look at these lists of songs. Which one's the best song for everybody? There's no answer to that, right? Because songs are chosen by preference. My playlist doesn't look like your playlist. It doesn't mean my playlist is better than yours. It doesn't mean that yours is better than mine. It just means that we all choose music based upon our preference. It's very subjective. This is what I like, and so therefore I listen to it. It's not like this choice up here where it's right or wrong. This choice is right or wrong. This one, eh, it's fuzzy. There's no right or wrong. And here's what we've done We choose what God we're going to serve like we choose a song. And that creates a real problem. Because that means we're creating our own gods. We're creating our own form of Jesus to follow. Instead of the Jesus that is revealed. And when it comes to choosing who you're going to serve, it's more like this. It's right or it's wrong. It's not like this. Where it's just subjective and I choose what's best for me. And that's what Joshua was reminding the people. And it's something that you and I need to be reminded of. Because our choice 
sets the course. Whatever we choose is what we're, that's, we're at the mercy of our choice. Joshua, in challenging the people, notice what happens next. It says, the people replied, we would never abandon the Lord and serve other gods. He rescued us and our ancestors from slavery. He performed mighty miracles before our very eyes. He preserved us. We will serve the Lord, for he alone is our God. Then Joshua warned the people, you are not able to serve the Lord. For he is a holy and jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you abandon the Lord and serve other gods, he will turn against you and destroy you, even though he has been so good to you. So this is kind of interesting what's going on. Joshua pulls them all together, and he says, you need to choose today, right now, you need to choose who you're going to serve. And the people respond, we choose the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. And then Joshua says, you can't do it. That's kind of confusing, isn't it? What's going on? What's happening in this passage? Joshua is challenging the people to make a choice. Then they make a choice, but in their choice, they start saying, we are going to do it. We are going to serve God. We are going to please God. We're going we're to be right with God. We're, we are going to do it. And Joshua responds, no, no, that's not possible you're not able to do it. You have nothing to offer God that pleases him. You can only surrender yourself to him. We choose him, and then we let go. We surrender. That is so hard for us to do. But that is the only way we can serve the Lord. And that's what Joshua was talking about. So in your outlines, the secret sauce in serving the Lord, here it is. We mu it must be our choice, but we cannot flesh it out in our own power. Again, it's like sitting on this stool. I choose to sit on the stool because I believe it will support me. But when I sit on the stool... I am now at its mercy. I'm surrendered to it. I'm surrendered to it. And that's what you and I have to do when it comes to serving the Lord. We, yes, we choose to do it, but then we are surrendered to His plan. We are surrendered to His will for our life. We can't snatch it back. We can't pull it back. God, God I, I, I choose you. Until it's not comfortable. Then, God, I choose my God of comfort. That's, that's snatching it back. God, I, I choose you. I choose you, God, until, until Lord, I, it, I, it's, that's, I don't think that's really what I want to do. Lord, it's about me. So I choose that self back. Joshua is saying, if we're going to rely on our own strength, we will make it. That's why it requires so much bravery to follow the Lord. It requires a lot of bravery to let go and say, okay, my life really is yours. 
That's why we have to choose every day because every day we want to snatch it back. Every day. The Bible goes on to say, but the people answered Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. You are a witness to your own decision, Joshua said. You have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, they replied, we are witnesses to what we have said. All right then, Joshua said, destroy the idols among you and turn your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God. We will obey him alone. One of the saddest endings to any of the books in the Bible is the ending to Joshua. I encourage you to go read it later today. We're told there that the people served the Lord as long as Joshua was alive and as long as his leadership team that was around him was alive. And once those people were no longer in the picture, they stopped serving the Lord. They never learned to surrender and let God really be the God of their life. The most powerful thing you will do today will be determining who you choose to serve today. It is the most powerful choice you have. I want to leave you with a prayer. It says, Lord Jesus, I choose to serve you. You are my God. You are my provider and protector. You rescued me from sin. I turn away from all other gods. And then you need to name them. We all have false gods in our life. But name them right there. I turn away from self. I turn away from comfort. I turn away from pride. I turn away from my career. I turn away from my family expectations. God, you are my God. And you I serve alone. Not only do I choose you, but I also surrender to you. Fill me with your spirit and empower me to have thoughts, attitudes, and behaviors that are holy and pleasing to you. Thank you for coming to me and giving me the choice. I hope that can be your prayer this week and that we all be found faithful choosing to serve the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for being at Grace. We'll see you next Sunday.